Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman, joined by Carol Moody on another Mid-Michigan Matters. I think you and Andy Sanders and maybe Amy Powell are like the three, you know, most veterans on the, the Mid-Michigan Matters episodes because we talk about what matters in Mid-Michigan and Mount Pleasant Parks and Rec does a lot of that. So thanks for joining me, Carol Moody. I appreciate it. Thank and you. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say thank you yeah, for having me. <laughs> I should let you say something if I've given you the opening at least. And we're here to talk about Farmer's Market that is starting up here at the beginning of May and 50 years of the farmer's market here in Mount Pleasant, too. When you hear that, Carol, what do you, what do you think? I don't know. It kind of gives me all the chills and goosebumps. You know, it's it's a staple in our community and kind of one of the prized little sometimes hidden treasures. You know, you can find all kinds of cool stuff from local vendors and food grown locally. And, and then the atmosphere and everything that it's just a fun time. Now, I might be putting you on the spot here. Do you remember Carol Moody's first farmer's market? Maybe not working, maybe, you know, the first, maybe not even here. You know, what's Carol Moody's first memory of a farmer's market? And you're, If people could see her, she's looking way off into the distance right now trying to think of something. Well, no, I, I, I can remember kind of my first, my first year where I oversaw the farmer's market. We've really transitioned a lot from then. It used to be our staff would come and they'd get the vendors in their spots and then they would kind of come back to the office for the day. And now we have much more of a presence at the market. Since then, we've started doing food assistance programs so people can utilize their bridge card and double up food bucks. And um, so we have to be able to distribute those as well as redeem those from the vendors. Uh, And then we also have like activities going and regularly. So last year we were able to successfully have cooking demonstrations at every single Thursday and Saturday market, which was a pretty big undertaking. But it's, you know, some of those smells wafting through the air that as you walk by, you're like, ooh, what is that? I want the (laughs) recipe. And then when you see the vendors sell out of that featured ingredient that week, it's like, oh, this is why we're doing this, you know. And um, we have the, the library comes down into story time with the kids during the summer months. And so there's a lot going on at the market. It's it's not just food. I mean, food's fabulous. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but there's a lot of other reasons to to visit the market. It's more. It's really more of an event. And you talked about doubling up the food bucks. That's something that I don't think people. We talk about some hidden gems, some hidden secrets about the farmers market. You never know what you're going to find there. But for people who don't know about this. It's special because EBT food benefits, a lot of people in mid-Michigan have them. And, you know, I think you and I would agree that there's not a better place to use it than the farmer's market because everything you're getting, in particular later in the summer, is going to be locally grown. It's going to be healthy stuff for you. And then you guys make it even a little bit better too, don't you? Right. So the perk of using your bridge card at the farmer's market is being able to receive tokens also through the Double Up Food Bucks program. So for the dollars that you take off of your card, we match um, in tokens. So um, this year the matching amount is $10. So if you take 10 off your bridge card, you're actually going to have $20 to spend. And so the, the... Tokens through Double Up Food Bucks are for fresh produce only, but you can still use your SNAP or Bridge Card tokens for any food item, whether that be fruits or vegetables or chicken or eggs or, you know, you name it. And that's just a great way to promote a healthy lifestyle. Somebody might be coming down there to buy their chicken from the freezer chicken guy who's always there, and it's it's absolutely delicious, 
but then they might have, well, oh, I got 10 extra dollars now to go spend on the vegetables that, you know, maybe somebody wasn't going to get. Right. And sometimes I'll hear people say, oh, well, you know, farmer's market is so expensive. And and I don't know that you're really going to find that. And then when you also start looking at how far your food has traveled to get to you, um, you've we've eliminated kind of a step like you're getting it from the person that grew it oftentimes. And so just having that, you know, it's going to be fresher. You're also supporting your neighbor through their their local business. Yeah, and talking about the expensive thing, I think there's those quote-unquote trendy places and things that try and call themselves a farmer's market. But when you go to a farmer's market where there's dozens of individual vendors, it's not expensive because there's no overhead. It's just the individual farmer a lot of times selling their goods and wares. And so... Yeah, if you go to some trendy town and they say they've got a, you know, town center farmer's market or something like that, yeah, sometimes it's a little BS. When you go to a legit farmer's market, like here, and I'll, I'll give Midland some credit as well, that's where you're walking through and you're seeing those individual vendors. You're seeing the people that grow the corn, grow the potatoes, make the cheese. I won't get into that, that whole process or everything, but they do it all themselves, and that's where, talk about, no, it's not expensive because there's no markups for anything. You're talking, you know, if you grow flowers and sell them at the farmer's market, I'm coming there just dealing with you and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. Yes. The oh, sunflowers yeah. are like one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and now Island Park downtown, is it still going to be the same Thursday, Saturday? Tell everybody kind of about the schedule that goes down with the farmer's market throughout the summer. Right. So Thursdays, we're going to start on May 4th, and it goes all the way through the last Thursday of October. And Thursday market runs from 730 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Um, Saturdays, we will start the Saturday market on June the checking the calendar here, June the 17th. All right. And that one um, is on Broadway Street slash Town Center in the parking lot there. And that is from 9 until 2 each Saturday. So from June 17th until October 14th, that one runs. We're going to have the double uh, farmer's markets going on. And now, again, might be putting you in the spot here a little bit, but talk about some of your favorite vendors the past years. You know, I talked about the frozen chicken guy. There's there's always a guy there that comes, brings a big freezer, and he's got delicious chicken, you know, Handmade, homemade chicken. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know, it, it, it's not grown in a lab. I will say right, that. Right. We also have um, Stony Grove Farms. They have beef. Um, there, you know, it's from their pastures that grass fed, all natural, all of those kinds of things. Um, I, I have to say, like the cheese is one of my favorites. And those are the people that from why, but, southwest part of the state or whatever. Um, and every Yeah, they're out of, um, they're the cheese people of Grand Rapids is yeah, actually right. their names. And they have a variety. And I love walking up to them. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm making this week. Tell me which cheese to which use. Which cheese because, you got to match with it. You know, before I started working with farmer's markets, it was like string cheese and American cheese. And now my palate has expanded, you know. Um, last year, one of our cooking demos, we did a... Um, it was a breakfast quesadilla. I remember that. And they quesadilla. had a like a chipotle cheese. And when I talk about like the cooking demos being effective, he came up to me at the end of the day and he's like, Carol, we sold out of chipotle cheese today. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, job well done. Yay, team. And and so many people took the recipes and stuff like that too. So that was fun. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not supposed to have favorites, but I think they're kind of all favorites and and unique, um, and I really have a, an appreciation from for our vendors. There's um, 
a lot of them attend other markets, not just Mount Pleasant's Farmer's Market. And so I look at them, you know, they're at the park with me. They're there at 6 o'clock in the morning on Thursdays. And then they don't get done and cleaned up and headed out of there till 3. And then they got to go home and get ready for the next market they go to. You know, I go home and I take a nap on the couch because I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'm done. Phew, you know, but um, so I really have an appreciation for they're, they're all in. And um, it's hard work. Yep. And I, the weather doesn't always cooperate, you know, it's. Shucks. I think that they're all in talks about the you know the specialty items that you're going to get there. Like I said, you, it's so much different than going to the grocery store. And it's really cool to be able to talk with the people that are a part of the food. And like you said, you find out real quick that they're all in. And when passion gets put into anything, it's a little bit better. Whether it's somebody making bread, raising cows or chickens, or making cheese. You know, when that passion goes into it, everything comes out a little bit better. That's the kind of stuff you get at the farmer's market. And now... Cook the Kit with the library. Is that going to be happening again this year? That is. So we are partnering with the Chippewa River District Library, and we've got a sponsorship through McLaren Health Plan to be able to offer Cook the Kit. And so once a month on um, a Thursday and a Saturday market, um, people can sign up in advance through the um, CRDL website. And then they will come to the market on that particular pickup day, and they will get this kit. And the kit will include um, their pantry ingredients. It will include um, recipes. And then it will also have a voucher. And those vouchers are what they use to redeem to get the, f- the fresh-grown ingredient product. And... Um, and then they're able to take it home and make it, you know, and we had a, some really f- a fun time with it. We um, will do a minimum of 100 kits each month. And um, the May specialty um, featured ingredient is microgreens. All so right. we're trying to use some things that people already know about and then some things that they don't necessarily know about. Um, the recipe will be a surprise, but microgreens is our, our <laughs> featured ingredient. Yeah, and so if there's anybody out there wondering why you should support the Chippewa River District Library or Mount Pleasant Parks and Rec, you guys are going to be hooking up some families in need, some maybe not so much in need. They're trying to try something new with fresh ingredients to go home and make a meal with the family, supporting a healthy eating, you know, healthy living style and all that, and also Supporting cooking, too, which is something that seems to be going further and further by the wayside. And I think the more you cook, the better your food's going to be. Sure. You know, last year, um, one of our feature ingredients was eggplant. And um, we had a lot of people come up and say, you know, I haven't had eggplant before. Or I'm not sure I, I'm really a fan or like it. You know, kind of scares me a little bit. It's purple. Right, yeah. right. But you're really not out anything. We're giving you the ingredients. And you get to take it home and try it. Um, one of um, the vendors, um, Bill from Utter Bliss, he uh, had a lot of the eggplant. And he pulled me aside the following week. He's like, Carol, I had so many, well, several people come up to me and say, you know, I haven't had eggplant before, but I'm going to give it a try. Those same people came back and said, you know what? I like eggplant. And then they purchased eggplant that next week. So it was kind of, hey, we introduced them to something and and then now they're now they're customers. So and that it, was cool. And introducing the kiddos to stuff more and more as they're younger is really gonna expand their paddle uh, palette, I'll say. And this is to no fault of my parents, but I have joke with you, I've got the food palette of a seven year old. <laughs> and that's why going to the farmers market's great for me because I experience new things, I try new things and realize, oh, 
this is pretty darn good and I need to eat some more of it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because this um, summer we we have gotten a grant um, through the JCs and we're going to be offering a program that's called POP Club. And POP stands for Power of Produce and it's geared towards school-aged children. And um, when they come to the market, we will have a variety of different kind of like education kinds of things. Um you know, one week they may be planting seeds. Another week they may do a food scavenger hunt through the market. Part of that program, though, is what we call the two-bite challenge. So they will be challenged on that given week to take two bites of a particular food. And if they do that two-bite challenge, they're going to get a voucher that's worth $2. Then the kids get to go shopping through the market to buy something that uh, that they want to pick. So, story time here. Sorry, everybody. But you'd say, uh, Tim Darnell was my best friend when I lived in Traverse City till I was six years old, and his mom was Penny, and that was the two-bite challenge or whatever. She would make me try every. So, we'd have tacos one night, and I'd be over there for dinner. You had to put all the ingredients in. And so, I did not like tomatoes, but I had to put a couple pieces There's of tomatoes. And so, I would make this huge burrito, and I'd put the two little pieces of Lots tomato. Of cheese. I'd put the two pieces of tomato right right in the middle, you know, kind of thing or whatever. And, oh, it was terrible, when I, and I didn't even notice it. But the one thing that makes me laugh, I'm not a big fan of plums. Now, people love plums or whatever. They're, they're a little too tart for me, I guess I will say. And so that was the time that my two-bite challenge with her, after she saw me take a second bite of the plum, she just kind of like, look, okay, you can stop. (laughs) But the farmer's market, such great opportunities for kids to come try that stuff as well. Some of them, they're going to, sometimes they're going to like it. Sometimes they might not like it, but it's okay. It's all about experiencing it. And the further you expand your taste buds as a kid, I think the more variety you're going to eat as you get older as an sure. adult. Yeah. And you know, and it's kind of one of those, a lot of the activities we'll do, there'll be some hands-on kinds of things. Like one week you might do painting with broccoli, you know, and so you'll, we'll have some arts and we'll have some exercise, um, not in your formal classroom setting, but out kind of in real life and trying it out. Like I said, it's all about getting those kids to try things. Now, so Farmer's Market, all right, starting May 4th, coming right up every Thursday, starting June 17th, every Saturday. Saturday one's downtown, right on Broadway. The Thursday's always at uh, Island Park. I got those correct? Right. All right, 732 on Thursdays, 9 to 2 on Saturdays. And if there's a vendor out there, somebody that wants to get involved with Parks and Rec, if there's a farmer out there, maybe they want to get involved on Cook the Kid. How do people get involved with the Farmer's Market, Carol? Um, so they can just reach out to us here through Mount Pleasant Parks and Recreation, and we'll get them hooked up, whether that be an application or if they wanted to volunteer. Um, we can use help in those ways, too. Yeah, And, you know, there's soap, people that sell soap, people that sell candles and different things. At the, it's not just food, too. It's and so not just food, no. If you're a local crafter that does some cool stuff as well, reach out. You're open, you know, if it's not the right fit, you're, you're going to tell them be honest with them, but you might be able to point them to another event coming up this summer. But you guys got a lot of space for the farmer's market. The more vendors that are there, the better. So get right. a hold of you guys at Parks and Rec to get involved. And every Thursday, starting May 4th, every Saturday, starting June 17th, get on down to Island Park, downtown Mount Pleasant for free family fun to cook the kit stuff healthy like you know healthy eating and all that stuff what do you think the benefits are of the farmer's market we'll kind of end it with there carol oh i think there's so many benefits you know it's not just like i said it's not just the nutrition value and and since you gave me a perfect lead in i'm gonna talk about one more program um this summer in celebration of the 50th anniversary one of the things we're going to do is called the walk 50 challenge and so we're going to invite um 
market shoppers or market goers to walk 50 miles with us throughout the course of the summer. And we'll have, you know, at 10 miles, you get a prize. And if you make it to the 50 miles, then you're entered into a drawing. But again, um, the market is so, it's so much more than just on the nutrition side. There's a fitness side of it. There's a social side of it. There's all of those great things that are available and through the market. And now is there going to be a prize for the person that walks the most? Because I got my puppy Stringer. We we walk every night. I could yeah, get to that okay. fifty pretty quick or whatever. So you know. <laughs> well, so as far as being input, we'll have to look at that. Yeah, uh, or to maybe be in the drawing, everybody that makes the fifty. All right. And and we don't want to exclude anybody, knowing that sometimes people have to work. I mean, come on, priorities. People come to the market. Yeah, yeah, you can work <laughs> later. But um, so we are going to offer it that um, you can walk on your own. It doesn't have to necessarily be at Island Park, but there will be a several times like during the course of the summer where we'll do special walks and maybe invite everybody to, okay, today's walk show up at 10 and we have this and this going along with it type of a thing. So stay tuned. We'll have that posted throughout like Facebook and things like that. Uh, make sure you get me and my dog to sign up or whatever too. We'll right see if on. anybody can keep up with us. Carol, thanks so much for joining me. I know the Mid-Michigan Matters talk all about Farmer's Market 50th anniversary this year. That's right. We can't wait to see you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.